0: Hello, Dear Quest listeners. This is Corey Kupfer here. And our regular listeners may have noticed that we took a week off last week and that wasn't originally planned. But with everything that happened with uh, George Floyd and the protests and, you know, things that were way more important than to speaking about deals for a week, we decided to take a week off. And one of the things that we're doing with all of our uh, media, whether it's the podcast, whether it was social media, whether it was anything, was making sure that we were making room For voices around the important issues of the day and participating in the uh, El Melanated Voices uh, campaign and uh, really looking to provide space for people who were talking and and as were we about race relations and privilege and police brutality and all of the things that have been raised in these trying times. So we are now back this week. Doesn't uh, mean that we are no longer committed because I will tell you. This is a hugely important issue for me. People who know me have known that I've been doing race relations work for over 20 years, founded the Conversations About Race Project, you know, i mean, in an interracial marriage. And, you know, so this is work that we continue to do. And this week, what I wanted to do, though, was come back with the podcast and actually talk about some of the things that are going on and relate some of the things people can be doing and looking out for actually and talk about how they do parallel to deals. Because after all, this is a deals podcast. But I think it's important to talk about what's happening, but we'll relate to two together. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that, so a lot of people are trying to figure out how they address this, right? And frankly, a lot of white folks are figuring who are allies, who want to be allies, who have been awakened by this to trying to figure out, you know, what they should be doing and not be doing, right? Frankly, black folks have been, you know, living this uh, day in, day out, hundreds of, for decades and hundreds of years, and they... Uh, Basically, don't have a choice, and we've been continuing to do this work. So it's waking some other people up, and they're well-meaning, but they don't know what to do. And how do you collaborate? You know, in collaboration and alliances, strategic alliances, joint ventures—you uh, know—ideal structures in the business world, and they all require you know some collaboration. And there are certainly some parallels here, right? how do you align? How do you support somebody? How do you figure out what the needs are of the other party other the side of the deal? And here, how do you align, especially, let's say, as a white person, as an ally to people of color in general, and certainly, you know, black people in these times? And, you know, one of the things is that I talk about in negotiating very often that the one of the biggest mistakes that people make is that they don't listen enough. Right? They talk way too much. They're thinking about the next thing they want to say. Uh, they're you know, trying to make their arguments. And this is definitely, definitely a time for listening, especially if you are somebody who is anybody. But certainly if you're a person who's less versed in these issues, I mean, there are two situations in which people talk too much often in negotiating. You know, One is where they have their ego engaged, and that certainly comes up, and you've seen it on social media and all kinds of place, places in terms of the issues around That have been, you know, come up from the Brown to Taylor and George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and you name it, the list of of countless uh, incidents that have happened. And a lot of people have opinions, and it's easy to go into your ego around those opinions, like it is easy to go into ego in a negotiation. And that is an area that if you really want to be effective as opposed to being right, and that's something I talk about all the time, right? Especially with my activist fans, but in business as well you know, do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? And these are the times that need us to be effective. I mean, we should always be effective over right. It's crucial in these times that we're effective. So as opposed to jumping into your opinion, especially if it's an opinion that is not based upon significant life experience, you know, research and education, delving into really understanding a topic, not just intellectually, but emotionally and all that kind of stuff, then really, you know, be careful about bringing our ego into play, which frankly doesn't serve us anywhere, right? doesn't serve us in negotiations, doesn't serve us in business, and certainly doesn't serve us in a time when there are very difficult and challenging issues that are arising. The second way that talking too much comes out up is out of just fear and nervousness, right? In a negotiation, if you are feeling uncomfortable, sometimes you'll, you know, you'll talk too much and it's something I want in the business context. Well, you know, that comes up here as well right people do not know what to do or really what to do so maybe you know or really exactly what to say so instead of saying nothing and really listening they just you know try to figure it out and then you know they they're just putting stuff out there now listen i want to make a distinction here because especially for us white folks yeah do your homework but also do not be afraid we need to put ourselves in the court and we need to be willing to make mistakes all right now There's a difference between just going out there and saying reckless things without having done any significant, I mean, there, I can give you a list of 50 books I've read, you know, in these areas, you know, not to mention, you know, all the kind of media and talking to people and studying. So, you know, I'm not talking about just going out there, but at the same time, a lot of, especially white folks are afraid, you know, what if I say something wrong, they're well intentioned. Well, you know what, you got to get on the court and risk, you know, saying something wrong. And listen, in business, it's like that, you know, that too. I mean, you know, if you want to make something happen, you got to put yourself out there. And then there's a concept that I always like called strategic planning and action, where, you know, if, if you just plan, 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 and don't do anything, you don't get anywhere. And if you go out recklessly with no plan, then you run into trouble as well. So you you do some work, you do some preparation, you get on the court, you learn, you make some mistakes, you get feedback, and you adjust. Same thing applies here. In addition, when you're doing any kind of collaboration, so whether we're talking about doing a strategic alliance in business or we're talking about how we support, you know, Black folks and and the movement, whether you're supporting Black Lives Matter, whether you are up for supporting your friends, you know, individually and particularly, whether you're up for working in other communities, including, you know, communities of white folks around privilege or anything like that. You know, there's a few things that are important, and that is understanding, right? Understanding where people are coming from. It's super important in business and absolutely crucial here. Right? Understanding what the needs of a particular community are. Understanding what if you happen to be a white person, you know what black folks need us to do right now. Right. Some of your friends or people might need you to just call and check in with on them on how how they're doing. Just hey, how are you doing? right? They may not need to hear, you know, all of this stuff that you're trying to show that you're down with the cause. They may just need you as a friend to say, hey, how's it going? You know, you okay? You know, how can I support you or whatever? Also, you know, in terms of any other group, right? If you're talking to your white friends that are struggling with this, maybe, you know, where are they at? Try to figure out where people are at. And then, you know, there's this concept of meeting people where they are and then looking to move them. Now, listen, Listen, like in business, with every opportunity or every challenge in business, we all need to decide where we're going to spend our energy and what's going to be effective and efficient. And frankly, you know, I'm doing that with folks that I know with there's thousands of posts on social media that I can respond to in a way where I think that maybe they're off the mark and, you know, and I can try to make a difference. But I also know that there are certain people in my feeds and in my life, uh, you know, especially like sort of you know, not close friends who have past friends, that kind of stuff, college people, et cetera. You know, I've seen it over the years and I know I'm not going to change their mind. And I know that I'm not going to have a significant effect. And it's basically going to be wasting my energy. Well, it's the same thing. You know, if you're in a negotiation or a deal and it's really not going to go anywhere, as opposed to pounding your head against the wall and all those deals, look for a place where you can be effective. There's a whole other group of people who I know who really are activated right now, and are really looking for, you know, and are truly open and just don't know what to do, or they want guidance and they really want to move, all right? And their views are evolving and they're learning and they're open. And those are people that I can make a difference with, right? And the same thing, you know, comes up, right, when you evaluate business opportunities. And, you know, another big piece is this conversation of clarity that I talk about in negotiating and deal-making, right? Absolute, that you got to get clarity on exactly what's acceptable and what's not acceptable to you, for example, in a deal. But it also comes down to, you see, I always talk about there's a body of external work on that just to figure out what the market is and the research, et cetera. But a lot of what I focus on, right? A lot of what I focus on is the internal body of work to get that level of clarity that you need to know exactly what's acceptable to you and what's not right? And if you really do that work right, you're getting actually to a very deep place of inner truth. Like you're getting to your why on why you're even in that negotiation of looking to do that deal at a very deep level. Not just, oh, I'm looking to grow, but what is the why? Why are you looking to grow? Why, you know, and I talk about these examples where you get down to, oh boy, you know, I really want to take care of my family and send my kids to college. You get to that deep why. Well, listen, that why often gets you to, to a place of, you know, getting to the place of your inner truth and your values and your principles. And one of the things I talk about in deals is that sometimes you get this sense that's just something's not aligning. You know, it's just it's just off, right? And you can't even put words to it. And I talk about trusting that because the inner truth, I think, is that's where really where truth lies, right? And not in the intellect and the mind, but in the gut. You know, it's the same thing here. I mean, even more so in these times, We are called to figure out what we truly stand for, who we are, what we're committed to, where there's a disconnect between our actions, our voice, and our values versus, you know, who we say we are. And, you know, when times of challenge come up like this, we are called, we are tested, right? And it's easy to, you know, to post a meme on Facebook or post a... uh, you know, some sort of post, uh, even if it has some good content, like, for example, you know, here are some great books to read on white privilege or racism or how to be an ally or anti-racism or whatever it is, right? But I would suggest, not even suggest, I would say, there's no question in my mind that that's not close to enough in these days, and it never has been. And all of us, no matter, you know, I did a video separate on this talking about how all of us need to do more who are committed to this. Well, if you have any discomfort and what's going on, what happens is there's something deep inside of you that knows that there is something extremely wrong, and there has been. I mean, it's just totally out of alignment with any kind of interconnectedness of humanity, with any kind of connection, with any kind of true spirituality or religion, you know, at its core, as its purest place. You know, I happen to believe, and I've said this, you know, repeatedly, that, you know, we're all one, right? We're all one conscious. My purpose in life is to bring people together across perceived differences. So we realize we're all one, right? I believe that that's the fundamental truth. And if you look in any of the spiritual texts, right, from, you know, the Bible to Eastern philosophy, they all, you know, say it in a different way, whether they talk about interconnectedness of humanity, love your neighbor, we're all, you know, consciousness, whatever you want to say, that's a fundamental underlying principle that I think when people get to the inner truth, they realize. And that applies, certainly I've applied that, you know, in business in various ways, but it obviously applies way more even right now. So that discomfort that you might feel, that disconnect, that feeling that you're not doing enough potentially, the feeling that there's something off is, I think, the disconnect between who we are at a very, at the core level, like at, at the level of universal truth and who we are being in this lifetime, in this moment, and what we are doing that is consistent or inconsistent with that. So doing that work that I talk about to get clarity, get get connected with that inner truth, to align with your values and making sure that your actions are in accordance with that is absolutely crucial. And those things are true in every part of your life. I mean, it should be true in how you, whether your relationship, you know, is aligned whether the friends and and people you spend time with, you know, line up with your values. And by the way, that's something that's come up a lot now, right? People are finding out that people that they thought were friends have views that not only are no longer acceptable because, listen, we all have people that have different views on certain things, and we might be able to be able to live with their different views on certain issues, okay? On whether it's business issues, economic issues, some political issues, you name it, right? But- it gets to a point where there are people, and I've seen this many, many times, right? Many people are struggling with the fact that people they've known for a while, friends of theirs, are so far apart in these times on the things that they truly value that they're struggling with, uh, you know, potentially having to make new decisions on whether they want these people in their lives and how they relate to them and whether they try to work and move them or not. And those kind of alignment issues are absolutely crucial. And, you know, I do the inner work and trust and get to that truth, and I always advocate making the decisions from there. I mean, listen, I I have this end of your closing and cleaning exercise that I always talk to people about where I look at all the people in my life, and I see if they align, you know, if they are, you know, energy sucks, if they're just not aligned with my values, if they are, you know, the kind of people I want to be connected with and you know for many years i would find people at the end of every year and i would make different decisions about my relationship with them and spending time with them and having them in my life at i don't know you know at what level or no level and nowadays in the last 5 plus 7 years i don't have anybody on that list at the end because i'm very vigilant during the my time you know during the year on making those decisions well whether you're evaluating your current business relationships with business partners you know, listen, I've, I had a partnership that broke up over five years ago because ultimately things were not aligned, right? We had different values, different views, different ways to treat people. Well, you know, that evaluation across your life, whether it's about, you know, your the suppliers you're dealing with, right, and whether they align with your values. I, I've seen companies um, in these times start talking about hey, you know, we're going to look at our, even big companies have, you know, maybe done this because they they have some internal corporate policies about having a certain number of, you know, minority owned suppliers, that kind of stuff. But I've seen smaller companies that are doing this and probably even at a more authentic level to start saying, wait a second, I'm going to ask some questions of my vendors to see if they align with my values here. And, you know, what what are their structures? And how about looking internally at our own people? Right. Do we have a diverse workforce? Do we have people in upper management that are diverse? If we say we're committed to this, does our workforce, does our executive teams, do do our business partners, do the external folks that we partner with uh, or align with or do business with or vendors or, you know, uh, clients align with those values that we have? And that's what's being brought up at this time. And that is an intersection between the business side and what a lot of uh, this in these challenging times is bringing up. You know, how vocal do we want to be and do we do that on our business pages or are we just doing our personal, you know, standing for what we believe in on our personal side? You know, I, for one, many years ago, you know, I used to feel like I had a bunch of different personas. They were all true to, like, I always feel I was authentic in that I did not put on airs, right? I always try to be true to who I am, but what I did do was compartmentalize. So I had my lawyer persona, which is a true part of who I am, but it was only part of who I am. Then I had my activist persona, right? And then I had, you know, my non-lawyer, you know, just business, you know, and and speaker persona, all these different things, right? And probably about, I don't know, 10 so years ago and, and really the last seven years, I've really worked hard to be able to show up fully as myself in every place that I go, and listen, there still has hesitancy that comes up, right? You know, it's uh, much more comfortable for me to post my strong views on anti-racism and white privilege and standing with people of color generally and with black folks uh, specifically in this time and trying to make distinctions between protesters and, you know, who are the majority of peaceful protesters out there and rioters, which people are trying to collapse, you know, uh, and most of the rioters are, are opportunists or, you know, people have infiltrated and some small portion of, you know, angry uh, folks who you got to look at the reason why they're angry, you know, compared to all the peaceful protesters or when, you know, people are talking about how people should protest. And, you know, and i got to point out that, well, you know, protests are not supposed to be convenient and that, you know, most of the protests that we know of, that we care, you know, that we talk about from the Boston Tea Party, they got the salt march to the sit-ins at the Woolworth lunch counters to Rosa Parks not giving up the seat on the bus to, Um, protest in the LGBTQ community for years and years and years. Many of those, in fact, all of those were illegal, right? They, you know, at some point. And so, you know, that's the nature of protest, right? So I bring that up is that for me, those are things I feel strongly about. And it's certainly a lot easier to post those kind of views on my personal Facebook page than it is, for example, on LinkedIn, or it is to talk about them on those podcasts. But, I think it's the way you contextualize everything. So, you know, for example, on a podcast about business or on a LinkedIn page, I'm going to tie it back to business because I think there is a tie to business. So, more and more and more people are looking at you, where you as a company, where you company, where your brand, if you have a personal brand, where your company, um, what do you stand for? And people are making decisions on who they do business with, who they do deals with, who they are customers of, who they uh, have vendor relationships with, depending upon whether they align with values. And if you're not aware of that, then there could be, you know, you know, an impact on your business. So these things are not unrelated. So, you know, I have chosen to bring my whole self to every platform that I'm on, including this podcast, and just do it in a way where I try to tailor the content to the platform and make it appropriate, but also, you know, not, but be myself fully. So I'm not going to hesitate to talk about supporting the peaceful protesters, understanding the, you know, the challenges that are going on now, taking a, a stand against the murder of Black men and women by police and by other people, right, in these particular situations where it wasn't right, and taking a stand that, they, no, these are not just rogue people, that there is a systematic institutional racism embedded, entrenched, you know, in the core DNA of this country, and that's got to change. And I also benefit uh, from white privilege because of the color of my skin. And I understand that even though, and by the way, being a man as well, even though, you know, I may not have had other privileges compared to people and various people might have had even less in terms of like, let's say economic privilege and things like that. But there is, you know, the privilege conversation. So I'm not going to back away from that in conversations and I'm going to stand for who I am. And listen, here's the thing. When you look at business from a marketing point of view, they always talk about differentiating yourself, right? Not being like everybody else. And the companies that really differentiate themselves find their unique selling proposition, their value proposition, their differentiator, right, are the ones that really tend to do well. Well, I think this is a step beyond that. And if you look at people who really do great uh, work with marketing, they make sure that that value proposition, that that differentiator is not just a marketing scheme. In fact, nowadays there's just, if you're not authentic, they, you know, people will smell it. It's not the days of TV advertising anymore. It's the days of putting out authentic content and people are going to call you on it. So those differentiators have to align with the true values, the true way you operate, right? If you put out a statement saying that you are, you support the Black Lives Matter or Black folks in general or are against police brutality, but then you look at internally and your makeup of your company in terms of ethnic uh, diversity, or the treatment of folks in your company doesn't align with that, you're going to get called down on it. So alignment with values, alignment with who you say you are is crucial in these days. And, you know, so frankly, at this point, in my mind, might as well take a position, right? I think it's smart business. I think even more so, it's crucial to our own spiritual, mental, and psychological health because when we're out of alignment, when we're putting on a mask, when we're squelching who we are, then we, you know, that's what causes disease. That's what causes stress. That's what causes a lot of problems for us. So, you know, if we want to be healthy and we want to be fully expressed human beings and we want to be whole and then we have our business be an expression of that, sure, may you... Have certain people that are not interested in that, that disagree with you, that are not going to do business with? Absolutely. But you're also going to attract more of the people who do align. So don't be in a place of scarcity. Be willing to stand for what, who and what you are and trust that you will be taken care of because you will. So listen, people are learning who people are in these days, right? This is a litmus test time. It's a litmus test time for us personally in terms of how we're going to make a difference in the world an impact in these trying times and it's a, a litmus test for who we are in business as entrepreneurs and leaders of our company and we are going to be judged not only by history but by clients by our employees and all of that in these times so there is a definite alignment listen i personally think that taking on these issues just because they're right just because we're humans just because it's just unacceptable innocent people, innocent black folks to be killed, right? It's unacceptable for a cop to have a knee on somebody's neck, for people to be shot in their bed or while they're running. It's unacceptable. But, or and, I mean, that should be enough, but and it's smart business. And if you apply the things that I've taught about how you get to your inner truth to negotiate better and to do deals better, they're going to apply here as well. And this is even a more important context. So folks, listen, if anybody wants support on these issues, I've, you know, if somebody is, especially, listen, if you are a white person like I am, if you identify white and you really do want to are committed to making a difference and you want to move along that spectrum, but you don't know what to do. I've been on this journey for over 20 years. I keep learning. I still make mistakes. I'm still learning, but there's a lot I've done, a lot I've read, and I'm happy to be a resource to you a lot I've experienced. I've been blessed to spend a lot of time in in communities of color, and specifically in the African American and African diasporic community. A lot of black folks, because of the work I do, and because of you know my wife and, and friends, and they've been generous, really generous, in sharing with me and educating me. When I say that, I want to put a last. I want to put a big asterisk here, and that is come to do. Here's the thing: a lot of black folks are understandably tired about constantly having to educate white folks, especially when you know. We haven't made the difference that we need to make and the systematic inherent biases that cause people of color and specifically black folks in terms of these specific things that have happened recently to have to deal with this every single day. So people in my experiences that people of color in general, black people are super generous with their time and with their willingness To guide you if you have done significant work on your own, if you are not coming to them for something you can read in the book or Google, if you have really, really committed and not just committed, you know, in words, but have taken actions over time, then, you know, they will help take you even further. So listen, collaboration, alliances, understanding people, getting to your inner truth and values and, you know, in alignment and then. You know, learning where people are and standing for what you believe in and showing up as your whole self and having your business stand for something. Those are the things that I'm talking about today. Those are the negotiations and deals and work I want you to make with yourself. Those are the kind of alliances that we have an opportunity to do to make a difference in this world right now. And we can align that businesses to be even more powerfully allies. So there's us and there's our business. And we can significantly move the needle here if we all work together. So with that, folks, I will repeat that invitation to be a resource for you if you're really willing to do the work and then invite you back, obviously, to the DealQuest podcast next week when we will go back to um, having guests uh, around uh, You know, deals in a more typical format. But obviously, watch my uh, Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and all the other stuff because I'm going to continue to be talking about the changes that we need to make in society to move to a uh, better place for all of us, that will not stop. That is part of my life's work. All right, folks, all the best.